that new uh, that video circulating of like the new age aunties, and they were singing the Cinderella story from no, Cheetah, I didn't Cheetah see Girls. It. Yes. No, I, I mean, didn't how see does it, it go? How does it start? When I was, was just a little girl, my mama used to tuck me <laughs> into bed and she'd read me a story. Why is this unlocking a memory? <laughs> it always was about all this us in distress and how I gotta save her and end up with the glory. <laughs> I, I lie in bed and think about the person that I wanted to be. Then one day I realized a fairy tale life wasn't for me. I don't want to be like Cinderella, <laughs> sitting oh my in a cold, dusty cellar, waiting for somebody to come and set me free. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be like Cinderella, <laughs> baby. Come on. It was a bop. It was a bop. It that, was. No, I'm, it I'm, was. I'm about to listen to that on the way. Uh, right? Like, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, New Agers. That was, like, the best song of the fucking movie. All right. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. You ready? That was the first one, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 It was the uh, the auditions. Mm. Hey guys, welcome back to the Great Print. I'm Amanda. I'm Sadie. And this is my beautiful cousin Dalia. For those of you who haven't been with us, <laughs> you've seen her here before because she's been a guest and now she's back. But before we get into today's episode, we would love to thank Archie Grand for letting us host here again. And also stay tuned for January 15th, the Polymath Holiday Party. Here at Archie Grand in 166B Mamaronic Avenue, White Plains, New York, 10601. Music by DJ Sus1 and DJ whatever. We have an open bar, raffle, food, and it's also sponsored by Polymath Network, PC Richard and Son, and Heineken. Make sure you come by January 15th to the Polymath Holiday Party here in White Plains, New York, and Archie Grand. This is gonna be the hottest party starting off the year. Amanda, who's going to be a DJ? We're actually going to have music by DJ Sus1, DJ whatever. We're going to have food, open bar, raffles, the works. Honestly, you're not going to want to miss it. Yep. And it's also sponsored by Heineken, Legally Highest, and PC Richard and Son. Make sure you're there. January 15th, we're starting off the year right. We're starting off the year great. Be there. You already know. All right, guys. So this week, the topic that I really wanted to get into was what school activities did you guys participate in the only reason why before we get into it i wanted to bring this up is like my daughter has done gymnastics in the past and i i used to do gymnastics it's like my all-time favorite extracurricular activity so i of course i got my daughter into it and she loved it luckily for me Mm -hmm. but it got me thinking like what extracurricular activities that i used to do in the past that no longer like serve me (laughs) in my adult years you know yeah like and I I just think it's a little funny like looking back on my younger days at the things that my parents had me involved in in hopes that it would contribute to my adult life maybe maybe so yeah uh I don't know like you guys, did I you mean, guys do extracurriculars? Was, I don't think it was that it was so much going to contribute to your adult life. But I think it was more about structure. Okay. Because, like, I know in middle school, I tried so many things. Like, I tried basketball. I did drama. I did volleyball. Like, I tried every sport. None of it stuck for different reasons. Like, it just wasn't my thing. It's a phase. Yeah. And then I went to high school, and my mom was like, 
you need to find what works for you because if you don't do an extracurricular activity like you're not leaving the house she was like you're not gonna have a fun high school experience like find something do it so she pushed me to do cheerleading was honestly the last sport left like I had done everything mm. under the sun so mm-hmm. she was, cheerleading was the last thing and I was so nervous like I'm very shy very awkward and she pushed me to do it and it was wound up being the best thing for me it was just a good way to meet people in high school you know just have like friends and something to do after school it just kept you out of trouble I guess that was like her thought process something to make you want it because I know in my high school and I'm pretty sure it's the same for every high school you have to have like a certain grade like you have to be you have to keep up a certain grade point average in order to right at least like a B Mm -hmm. to participate so she knew that would like push me to do well academically because she was like you're gonna love it so much if you have to keep up a certain grade point yeah that makes sense right so I went and I was so scared but I wound up like it was just something I was so natural in and it just wound up working and I I did it yeah I just did it (laughs) she knew what she was doing I did it like all of high school and I loved it like I I had a lot of friends and even if they weren't friends I was just a part of something and it made me want to go to school want to do good and just but I, I don't know did it contribute to my life I don't know like maybe little things like it just I feel like it made me just like love working out and like even oh, now like I'm very mm. I would say athletic in that way like if I don't work out for like a couple weeks I'm like oh no like I need to work out at least one or two times a week or like you know so in, that in my sorry I don't mean go, go ahead but in my opinion I think that that is a huge takeaway yeah like just the fact that like and I think at that like especially considering the fact that your mom didn't it wasn't like she like pushed you to be a cheerleader because she wanted you to you know join like the cowboys mm-hmm. you know like yeah. as a career eventually in your adult years it was specifically to keep you like goal oriented like that was something that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And in order to get it done, you had to maintain a certain yeah. grade point average. So it was like, you know. Giving you responsibility. Yeah. And aside, yeah. yeah. And aside from that, I think it did not only, like, make me do well enough in school that I was able to still participate in the team. But I just, it was just a lot more. Just, like, a structure and you know, learning how to work with different personalities and just doing, like, you know, we would go to cheer camp and we'd have to wake up on Saturday and Sunday at six in the morning. And it's like, even though you're dead tired, but you want to participate in the game this yeah, week. And it's like just doing things that you didn't want to do, but you just know, like, if you don't do it, you're going to have consequences. And it's kind of like, what were the consequences? It, like, you know, if I didn't go to practice, it's like you're out for the game for the next weekend. Or oh, like, if you didn't shit. go to cheer camp, it's like you had... Mm. 25 people on your ass and my coaches honestly even though at the time I hated them they were really on their shit like they were they didn't play any games hey guys I'm Amanda I'm Sadie and we're from the Great Print Podcast and we're gonna take a quick break to talk to you about insurance hey folks are you tired of feeling overwhelmed when it comes to insurance do you want to focus on what matters most at home and in your business well you're in luck because I've got something special for you Let us introduce to you ZRM Brokerage, a company that believes in making risk management your best investment. They've been providing their clients with expert risk management services and peace of mind since 2017. ZRM Brokerage is not just another insurance company, they're a family. They value honesty, synergy, reliability, and respect. They treat you like a person, not a number. They listen to your concerns, answer your questions, and guide you through the insurance process with professionalism and care. 
But it's not just about their values, it's about their vision behind it all. Meet Daniel Guiney, the founder of ZRM Brokerage. He understands the frustration and overwhelm that comes with insurance and is dedicated to improving your sustainability. ZRM, which stands for Zara Risk Management, pays homage to the kindness and generosity of Daniel's grandfather, Joseph Zara. Their mission at ZRM Brokerage is simple, help you make informed insurance decisions and save money by reducing your total cost of risk. With access to the nation's best insurance carriers, the team at ZRM Brokerage offers personalized white glove service and cost-efficient insurance solutions for homeowners and business owners alike. Daniel's dedication is backed by an MBA from Iona University, multiple state licenses, and a prestigious Millie Award from the Westchester Business Journal. Ready to simplify your insurance, save money, and achieve peace of mind? ZRM Brokerage is trusted by homeowners across Westchester as a one-stop shop for their insurance needs. So what are you waiting for? Get started now with risk-free quotes from ZRM Brokerage. They'll help you to navigate affordable solutions so you can focus on what matters most. ZRM Brokerage, helping you take the risk out of risk management. Visit WestchesterHomeInsurance.com today. Now let's get back into the show. Like I remember one time we were like fucking around in practice and they were like, I'm not kidding, like drop down and give me 200 push-ups and like 300 sit-ups. And we had to sit there the entire practice and, and do them. Like it was like either do that or go the fuck home. Oh my God. And this is like at 15, 16, 14. And it was basically, but I think it did help me with like later in life, maybe like with jobs, you know, like when you're dead tired or you went out the night before and it's like, or you just like, you need money or whatever. It's like, you have to get up and you have to go to work no matter how tired you are, no matter how sick you are, no matter what, like you have to be somewhere they're relying on you and that's it. And it's like, especially in cheer, it's like you have, um, stunts. So it's like you would have two bases, a back and a flyer. Like if I wasn't there, the whole team, you're letting down a whole team. So it's mm. like, basically I took that from that into the rest of my life in work and friendships and anything. It's just like, you have to be reliable. And at the end of the day, I think it just made you strong. Like you just, no matter what you're feeling, nobody gives a fuck. You need to show up and you need to be here and that's it. So ultimately I feel like that's a very easy thing that you can relate to like your adult life where it instilled certain values yeah characteristics yeah Yeah, like it instilled that discipline in Mm -hmm. you yeah that's that's what it is yeah Yeah. the discipline Mm -hmm. um that's awesome yeah Yeah. no and honestly like even till this day I feel like they were the best times in my life like I still think about it sometimes and it's like oh I went to cheer camp and I had competitions and I just like it's just a sense of like just at a young age you feel proud and you just have a responsibility that it's like you just need to you need to be responsible at the end of the day it doesn't matter and and another thing I don't know if we clarified or maybe we did but I've had like three drinks so far because they're a little (laughs) yeah scheduling was a little off today but you know whatever it was nothing normal but just to clarify She wasn't just a cheerleader. She was head cheerleader. Yeah. Like, I wasn't head cheerleader, but I was... Weren't you? You were captain. You were I wasn't captain. captain. No. So it was like... For, so basically, they took off our... My J- back. Our, back. Our, back. Yeah. They took off <laughs> our JV team, and we were varsity. Yeah. We were from freshman year. So it was kind of like... Um, it wasn't that I was head cheerleader. I was just, like, good on the team. And they mm-hmm. were just not... other Like, you just had bases that were, like, really good, and ones that were, like, so-so or whatever. But, like, I did get a lot of... Um, I would say, like, stunts, stunts that were at a higher difficulty level. Oh, what is that? What is that called? Uh, You're a flyer? I was a base. 
Mm, the flyers were like the flyers little, the are little usually girls. the little yeah. ones yeah, yeah you throw them up or whatever i mean i loved it though like i think i was like a natural honestly in re- retrospect i could have went to college and done here but my senior year i just you know regret hindsight is 2020 i just should have I just was worried about the wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, you could have went to college. You're but. one of like I feel like the most uh, determined people. Determined people um, that I know, and I don't just I'm not just saying this because we're family. Like I don't like half my family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> she knows right. who you are too. <laughs> I know who they are. <laughs> We don't choose our family. No, but um, no, but I do think that uh, not to toot my own horn, I was very good, but I wasn't head ch- like it was more so like when you were a senior, everybody was like head. Ch- you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Everybody I'm kidding. was a captain. But <laughs> my senior year, I wasn't doing. I wasn't really a cheer, but I should have been. No, I was like captain. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you were. Angela, I swear to God, you don't cut that out. Don't show me like that. Don't show me in that light. <laughs> Speaking of light, it's fucking bright, which is why I have my sunglasses on. Listen, Diddy. No way. No, Never mind. No, no, no. Sorry. That is so That's crazy. That's like controversial. If, if I text you a picture of Cassie, I want my money by tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. Let me stop. That's OD. I know. I stand with Cassie. <laughs> Fuck Diddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck this girl. <laughs> No, no, but I'm saying okay. I want my money by tomorrow. Aside from your extracurriculars, mm-hmm. extracurriculars. Yes. So, do you feel like what you have any? This no. Do you feel like you have? When I was younger, my mom put me in ballet. Why? Really? I, yeah. Cute. But like, why? But I don't know. Like, I've always loved dancing, so that was always a thing. Because I always did that in middle school, high school. Um, she also had me in karate and swimming and it's like, I just feel like as being in like a physical contact type of thing and the temper that I had, I'm just like, it's on site. <laughs> like, Oh, really? Yeah. What? So then because, but it's funny because later on, I forgot how old I was, but you know, my sister Jade, we're the complete opposite. She's very... Shy, quiet, timid. Yeah. I'm the complete opposite. So, like, my dad thought it was a good idea for us to take Krav Maga. Because he's like, you know what? Like, every woman should learn this close combat fighting, which I agree. Because they showed you, like, how to disarm somebody, whether they have a gun, a knife. Is that what that is? Yeah. So, it's like, okay, um, it's like an Israeli form of fighting. Like, okay, how can I put this? Like, Liam Neeson and Taken. The way he fights. Oh, okay. Like that. So for my sister, it was more for like self-defense. For me, this was just for fun. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm with it. I'm beating somebody's ass. How old were you? I was like... you remember. I was a teenager. 15. Oh, so you were a little older. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was I? Yeah, I think I was a little... Yeah, I was a little older, but I'm trying to remember like how old my sister was because... They would pair us together. I wouldn't have taken anything seriously at that age. Yeah. So I took it like, but it was fun. So it was like physical. Like, I loved boxing as well. Oh, okay. I just, I don't know. Just so how anything. did that turn out for you? <sighs> Man. How long did you do it for? Not long. You like, can... not long. 
No. I'm just like, okay, I can dance, I can swim, I know how to fight, but like, is this something I do professionally? No. <laughs> something that just stays with you yeah like it's just like a skill that you learn um in your like adult years now do you ever find yourself like wanting to beat someone's ass all the time or like ever (laughs) using a skill that you learn then now maybe subconsciously like I don't notice like certain things that I do you know like sometimes out of nowhere I just like be playing You know, I shake my ass sometimes just to see yeah. if I got it. <laughs> if I'm walking out of the restaurant, I curtsy. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, freaking. So wait, okay. So you did. Is that that's what it was? It was Krav Maga. Yeah. And you said you were 15. Yeah. So. Did but that, that sounds. But that wasn't like a thing that was from school. No, 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 no. It was, it was like, like extra. an extra outside the school thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like in school was just mainly dance, which I love dancing. I love music. Um, did that stick with me? Yeah, because it's like a thing. Like my family is just all about music, singing, dancing, all of that. Um, now with Ellie, I got her into piano. She hated it. This poor girl, poor girl. But she was only like three or four. I thought I had, like, a little prodigy, but she mm-hmm. hated it so bad. Mm, teacher wasn't that great, but whatever. Um, she was also in ballet and dance. She loved it. Uh, what else? I had her in karate. She loved that, too, but then COVID fucked it up, and then we dropped it because whatever. Then I put her in soccer. She's really good at soccer. So I'm just like, all right, let's channel that. Yeah, so I remember when I was... when I was Fuck, it's bright. You with the sunglasses. <laughs> Who's another one that's always wearing sunglasses in the club? I don't know. It's a new thing. Now. It is. It's a thing. It's, like a, it's, a, new thing. Thing. it's a new oh. thing. Oh, well, my eyes are sensitive. Well, I, I have contacts. Like, I think Daddy Yankee used to do that. I feel like I don't know why. I'm in my I think it's a lot. In like I feel like it was the a Hispanic, like the Latino. Yeah, like the, the, like real reggaeton artists back in the day. Like they would be in the club with shades on. I fuck with it. I mean, you just don't want people. Oh, but yeah. what extracurricular <laughs> activities I used to be a part of, you ask? Sure. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys want to know what I used oh, to yeah. do? What All the time. Oh, well, since you asked. <laughs> um. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Did you have a lot of fun? Did you say chocolate? Did you have a good time? <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. Did you do extracurriculars? <laughs> um, okay. I feel like you were gonna mention this before, but you just wanted to amazing cheerleader. <laughs> But, like, you used to be in a lot of shit. I did. You did a lot of stuff. I did. I tried to find my... I feel like everyone has a calling, and I just wasn't... Like, I did basketball. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but... I did soccer. That's hot. I did basketball, but it wasn't my thing. I just... I didn't like the uniforms. I didn't look cute in the uniforms. And you know I'm all about looking cute. I like that. It's very... So, I did it. Love and basketball. I was like, I played defense. (laughs) You know, that's my favorite movie. But I... Love and basketball, right? With... uh, I can never... Sana? So how do you say her name? Sana. 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 Sorry. I think you're hot. I'm sorry. No, the guy's hot. I forgot his name, though. Okay. Oh, yes. Q. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so I did basketball. I did soccer. 
um, like all through our elementary school, and I was pretty good. But I just like that. Like it's so crazy that my mom was so strict in high school. But, but I, maybe it's because I quit so many things. <laughs> but soccer, I was really good at soccer. But getting up early is just not my thing, even till this day. Like I, I am that. not a morning person. And I straight up told her I was like, I don't want to do this anymore because I don't want to wake up. And she was like, Okay. And now, in, like my older age, I'm like, Why did you just fold like that? Like you should have been like, No, get your ass up and go. I agree. Right? And I did ballet. I did, like, um, jazz. Like, I did that outside of school. And then I also did drama, which I was in a couple plays. I did that, too. Which I made everyone in our family come to, like, (laughs) I made, like, our family come, like, Ditimina and, like, a few other people. No, I don't think so. Maybe your mom. It came for a play. And literally all I did was walk across the stage and put zucchini in the soup pot. And, like, you know, our family, being our family, they were so mad. They were like, why did you make me pay $20 a ticket to, like, come oh, see you yeah. walk across the stage and put zucchini? And I'm like, I was fucking proud. <laughs> I remember I was also in The Wiz, and I was just, like, a part of the Emerald City. But, like... I love that. I was just shy. Like, I feel like I could have just... I feel like my anxiety just won't let me be great in life. Like, I could have done so much in life, but I'm just so shy. It, it hindered me a lot. Okay, wait. So, I... I wanted I wanted to set this topic up so we would discuss what we've done in the past, but more specifically how it's relative to our adult lives. And if there was anything that, you know, like our parents were in control back then. So it's it's what our parents are signing us up for, whether we were doing music or dancing or any mm-hmm. sort of physical activity. Like for me, like I wanted to do gymnastics. Um but if it's relative to your life now, and if not, if it were up to you with no limitations, like, would you go after one of those yeah, activities, sure. fields? Yeah, whether it was dancing, singing, or whatever. Like, for me, my biggest thing growing up, aside from singing, which I got so much enjoyment from, mm-hmm. was gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And even until this day, like... Um, a big thing that I got from gymnastics, let me give a, lo- a little backstory. So when I was younger, like my number one thing that I wanted to do uh, was gymnastics. And throughout my childhood, like we didn't have enough money to do it. Mm-hmm. So I vividly remember teaching myself how to do a lot of like random things that I would see in movies or whatever, whether it was like simple things like cartwheels or, you know, like, or doing the split, like stuff that like easy things that you would see on like videos or movies or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I taught myself how to do a lot of that stuff. And it's like, for the most part, the things that I was teaching myself, like the easy stuff, it was like totally accomplish, accomplish, that's not a word. Accomplishment? No, what is, like, I was going to say accomplish a goal. Yeah, like I something that you like can accomplish. Angelo, help me. I feel like that's achievable. 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 Thank you. Sorry. Accomplishable is not a word. But it <laughs> is. Achievable. It is after a few margaritas. Right. <laughs> after a few spicy marks. Um, achievable. Thank you. Uh, so I would go after the moves that seemed achievable, attainable, which would be like simple things like the split, which you could do as long as you stretch. Yeah. Like, so I started to get actually really good at these things just because it was something that was important to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, wait, point of it, point of it, point of it. Um, okay. So 
Later on in life, I, I mean, I, when I was younger, we couldn't afford to put me in gymnastics, but I ended up teaching myself a bunch of the things anyways. Mm-hmm. By the time I was in high school and I was about 16 years old, my best friend at the time, her mom ended up finding a gymnastics um, gym location where they would teach us gymnastics um, in the Bronx somewhere separate from the school. Okay. So since my best friend, like her mom figured out, oh, this is the location, whatever. I just told my mom about it. I'm like, hey, she's doing it. I want to do it. It's going to cost this amount of money. Like, let's come go. On, come on, mom, support me. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily for me, she helped me out. I got to go for like a few classes and I was like overly prepared because this was something that I wanted to do since I was younger. So yeah. I was like, so in- you were already advanced. So, yeah. In a way, that's like Lana, because I remember you telling me that she was advanced for her classes. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That was yeah, my little baby girl. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not ready. Okay. So <laughs> You want my glasses? Right? I do. No, because... Uh, no. <laughs> I swear, like, oh, there's only, like, two shapes of sunglasses that look good on me. Oh. But... Um, <laughs> no, so, yeah. So, anyways, long story short, I ended up doing my gymnastics. Now, I'm an adult. I don't do gymnastics anymore. I am not in the Olympics, like whatever. <laughs> Freaking, but one thing I carried on is fucking stretching. And oh yeah, that's super important. It is insane how much like that's that's the one thing that I think is relative to something that I did as a young person mm-hmm. as an extracurricular activity gymnastics. One thing that carried on into my adult life is the fact that I find such value in stretching. Like, and, and I've tried to explain this to other adults that I I know this frustration as someone who knows the benefits of stretching before you go to sleep, mm-hmm. when you wake up in the morning. But if I had to like pinpoint it, not for nothing, stretching before you go to bed makes such a fucking difference. Wait, what does it do? Do you sleep better? You sleep better. You sleep mm. so much better. You wake up so much more refreshed. Okay. You Like your body. I don't know. I feel like one thing that I experience as I'm getting older, you know, you don't stretch as much. Like you will experience like body aches or mm-hmm. little things like that. You know, like yeah. anyone that's past 25, you know that's what I'm talking some about. Somewhere. Like you're yeah. saying, Use it or you lose it. Oh, yeah, that's Literally true. that. That's, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah, use it or you lose it. And it's little things like that. I didn't think I was definitely one of those people yeah. growing up that just assumed, like, I'm going to be fucking young forever. Right. I feel so limber. I feel so free. There's nothing that's going to stop right. me. But what you said is perfect. Yeah. Like, if you do not use it, you're going to lose it. So And I was in the best shape in high school. And I still say this. I'm like, I cannot believe I was in the best shape of my life at, like, 16 years old. And you don't think it. Like, we used to train with the football players. Like, we would go on their field and, like, run laps. And we would be in the, the, like, weight training room with them. Like, it just, it gave you that, like, confidence. Like, and it was just someone else. You know, your parents obviously, like, speak life into you. But it's, like, it doesn't really matter because. They have to. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's their job. Different. And if you don't do that, you're a bad parent. <laughs> but, like, someone else who really doesn't owe you anything telling you, like, you have potential or you're strong or you're athletic. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do it. You can go all the way if you work hard. Like, that helps you. And even, like, me being very shy it was just, like, kind of getting, even though it didn't help all the way, like, gave me a foot in the door to be, like, more open and more confident and just... 
believe in myself because someone else outside of your family believed in you. And mm-hmm. like it makes yeah. a big difference and you don't realize how which I like think about a lot now is how everyone you meet in your life, they touch your life in some way or they alter your life in some way. Yeah. Even if it's it's small or it's big, it's just everyone you meet has added to your character and added to where you are in your life, whether you want to admit it or not, it's just the way it is. Or yeah. you know, they could be a very minuscule person in your life fleeting you met them one time but they added something and that it does a lot like it helped yeah. a lot and I just think about stuff like that all the time do you think it's like such a mind fuck like I look at pictures of myself when I was like 16 17 years old and I remember thinking oh my god I'm so fat yeah. I will look at those pictures now I'm like I want to be that skinny again <laughs> that's me every year like oh I'll my look god. at my camera I'm like oh my god I used to be so cute then and I used yeah. to be so cute a year ago but then I'm like a year from now, I'm going to look back and say the same exact thing. Like, oh, my God, I used to be so cute. And we just, like, are either living in present or past. We never yeah. live in okay. I mean, future or past. We never live in present day. Um, I will. I, I just want to acknowledge for a second that this had nothing to do with the topic that we set out to. But I love that you brought it up only because when you get to that thought, though, because I've recently been going through that where... I feel like it's so easy. Or maybe we're just at that age. Mm -hmm. Like, we're approaching, we're 30, approaching the 30s. And I have recently been going through that exact thought process where it was, like, just acknowledging that in the past, I've looked at, like, pictures of myself and thought, like, wow, like, I looked great at that time. And I remember being in that point of my life and thinking, like, I could be better. Yeah. And now being where I am now, wishing that I just looked like that. Yeah. So as of recently, I've been trying to consider the fact that like, no, I don't look how I did back then. And just for clarity, like I was I was slimmer. The person that I'm comparing myself to now was skinnier. Um, And as of recently, I I think more than anything, rather than trying, I, I, I just I want to break out of that habit. Like, of like, like so much, yeah. Like, like and, reflecting in a bad way. But I've of. I've been trying more to like hone in on the fact that like right now I'm looking at pictures of myself back then and knowing damn well that that I wanted to look better. Yeah. When I took that picture, and now looking back at it, I wish I looked like that. It's like I could very well feel the same way a year from now and be three times as big as I am. So why am I hating the way that I look right now right. rather than basking in it? The way that I'm basking in this picture that I took a year ago. Right. Like wishing that I enjoyed how I looked then. Why am I not enjoying how I look now? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the, way, the way that I'm like looking at this picture like shit, like I wish I had appreciated what I was yeah. when I looked like this. And Loki, that's how I am now is... I do, I'm not, like, I, I, whatever, like, this is, this is my, our fucking podcast, like, I'm gonna say it, but, like, you know, I'm not 100% comfortable Mm -hmm. with how I look now, because it's new. Yeah. But I will say, there are things about how I look now that I wanted back then, when I was mad skinny. Yeah. Like, I have the ass that I wanted when I was a twig. Yeah. But now that I have that ass, I'm worried about not being thin enough. Yeah. Rather than just appreciating the fact that I have everything that I wanted back then. Yeah. I feel you. 
Well, I mean, obviously we're our own toughest critic. Yeah. So I think that just yeah summarize that into me not like having such a realization. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm like, God damn! Like, shit! I love myself. I, I got an ass that won't quit. Like, Hey guys, I'm Sadie. And I'm Amanda. And we're from the Great Print Podcast. And today we have been blessed by Righteous Felon. We're gonna be trying out some new flavors of beef jerky for you today. So I actually haven't tried this one. Yeah, Bourbon Franklin. I really wanna try this one. It says an American dream of bourbon and vanilla bean. Yeah, they definitely have four new flavors. Truffle O'Bill. Potent pioneer of the American flavor frontier. And they also have beef sticks for your to-go needs, for your hiking, for your whatever you do. OG hickory and lemon pepper. Yeah, I think Angelo killed the last OG hickory one. Yeah, he killed this bag. Is it? Angelo. <laughs> Bitch ass. All right, so. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get into these. Ooh, dinosaur. I got the truffle. What you got? This one's bourbon Franklin. Ooh, the aroma. Ooh, the lack of strength. All right. Oh. Looks like a little piece of bacon. A big one. <laughs> oh my God, stop. Mm. Oh, that's really good. Take a, take a small one. Take a little this one. This one's good. It's not too salty. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> this one's good. I like it. I'm about to body this. Right? Oh, make sure you go to their website. They have merch. The website is RighteousFelon.com. Make sure you enter promo code POLY15 and get all your merch, all your beef jerky. Bourbon and Franklin. I try. Trust me. Like, oh, I like this one. It's good, right? Give it back. <laughs> she thought. <laughs> when you look at yourself in present day, it's like clouded with like, I don't know, bad judgments. Or but just it's also social thoughts. media that has everything to do with it, too. Yeah. But I think also it like it kind of does go with like your own self because at the end of the day you have to have like an identity of your own, your own thoughts, your own. Mm-hmm. You have to be strong enough to be like, this is not real, this is fake, this is photoshopped, you know, whatever. And I feel like I'm pretty good with social media. Like I don't let it get to me. Like even if it does, it'll be for like a fleeting moment. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like let's let's see you in person, right? You know, because there are like a lot of times, you know. I work in a club. There's a lot of like Instagram models or whatever, mm-hmm. and they look gorgeous, flawless on Instagram. And then I'll see them in the club, and they're still very beautiful. But it's just not what they actually look like on the gram, or yeah. not what whatever. they're presenting. Not mm. what they're presenting, and it's like it is what it is. You know, yeah. you just have to like. Which I, in my like older age, now that I'm 26, I still am learning this, but I feel like I'm in a good place where I'm like. I don't compare beauty, like my beauty with someone else's. I feel like I'm really good at that. It's like, you have your own sauce, I have mm-hmm. my own sauce, you have your own sauce, you can't compare. Like there was a quote I saw once and I feel like that was what did it. It was like, the sunset looks nothing like, like, I don't know, it was like the sunset looks nothing like the flower, but they're both beautiful. Like you can't yeah. compare. Oh, that's cute. I, I like, know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. I don't about, know yeah. what it was, but that just like enlightened me or just like, Wow, like I never thought of it like that. It's like it doesn't take away from your own beauty. Someone else being beautiful, it's just like right. 
nothing to do. It doesn't mean that you're less beautiful or anything less. It's just you look different. And there's mm-hmm. many beautiful things like flowers are beautiful. Sunsets are beautiful. The moon is beautiful. Right. You never compare them because they're different. So yeah. it's like women just compare themselves or <clears throat> even if it's men or social media, it's like always a competition. And I just don't live my life like that anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I do work like in nightlife and stuff. And there's like a specific body type that is like needed. And it's just like I working, you know, I'm not sorry, baby. super, it's okay. I'm not like super thick or whatever, but I just had to be very confident to work in that environment. So that also helped me too, to be like, listen. So, so in your experience, just from like working nightlife, working the club scene, um, have you found that that's not necessarily the only look that's appealing? Oh, absolutely not. Like there's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, there's, like, a misconception that obviously, like, the BBL or, like, the thin waist, big butt, big boobs is, like, all that is, att- like, attractive or what people want. That's just not the truth. Like, some people are, like, de- like open about it. Like, I've talked to guys or even women that they're, like, no, I prefer, like, a smaller butt or I prefer, like, a petite body type. I don't like this. Or there's guys who are, like, no, I'm thicker the better, or, you know. I like an in-between. It's really, or they're just like, some guys just like a pretty face. or like, fuck mm-hmm. a body. I don't even give a fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty, And but honestly, the universal thing that I found that everybody likes and they appreciate is just like a woman comfortable in her skin and confident. You can look yep. however you want, but if your confidence is key and yep. that is like the most, everyone says that, but it's so true. Confidence, one, and two, just having like, a good personality, like a unique personality or just being you is something that no one can take away from you, you know? And it's just, that's just what I've learned in my life. And I, I'm like pretty good at that. I feel like I'm just, like I'm me, whether I'm goofy or I'm awkward, I'm Mm -hmm. whatever, like this is the charm. And if you don't like it, then you can get on. Cause like what it, I, it comes off so fake and less attractive if you try to be someone that you're not. Yeah. And it's like, and then it becomes obvious. Yeah, like it's phony. It's, it's <laughs> so you can tell. Like anyone can tell. So I just want to clarify for anyone out there that is interested in like that nightlife. Um, and I think this is something that like I think even I have had the misconception on that like there's this one look that is appealing when it comes to like. People that are going out, they're spending their money, they're trying to, like, go after a certain vibe. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's such a common misconception only because there are so many different types of people mm-hmm. out there that... No, and I mean, I've had this conversation, like, there's so many people, like, from the outside looking in, right? It's like, everyone tries to be thick or gain weight, and that just look just doesn't look good on everyone. Like, the yeah. you know, maybe the fat doesn't go in the right places, or, you know, you, you looked more beautiful. I mean, obviously is in the eye of the beholder but you but know the majority is like oh she looked better skinny like why did she try to change herself you mm-hmm. know it just it doesn't look right on her this person looks better at 160 this person looks better at 120 and mm-hmm. then you see the girls who just don't care and there's you know like girls who are literally 100 pounds and i'm like sometimes i'm like yes do it for the skinny girls like you, you yeah know, she's so confident it's like and, mesmerizing it's yeah. like yes like you know and people love them and there's people who We'll take both. They'll take anything. And like, you know, they're like, I like thick girls. It's really just about a pretty face. If they can work it, they have good style, they're confident, and they feel comfortable in their skin. Like And not for nothing, like mm-hmm. I feel like more than anything, that's what I loved about what you said. Like, I feel like it depends it doesn't matter 
so much what you look like, especially in this day and age. Like, it's so much more just about the confidence that yeah. you have. Like, you can literally, like, you can sell anything That's if true. you're confident about it. And also your energy introduces you before you do. So it's like, if you walk into a room and you're, you know, you're not looking at your phone, you're not being timid, you don't have your head down, like, okay, you're just kind of just walking through. It's different if you walk into a room, you're making eye contact with everyone, you're just, you know, saying hi, glancing around, whatever. That's, that little change is different because it's like, oh, okay, who is she? She's, oh my God. she's commanding that it, energy in the room. Other people are going to believe it. Exactly. It's also like, oh, wow, like, she's so confident. Like, Who is this? Let me take a second look. Yeah. Like, what is so great about her? Like, what gives her this confidence? What yeah, is this beauty? It, it's so weird. Okay, so last thing I want to mention, I want it because we're getting so sidetracked on the topic. <laughs> but um, I did, rem- like, I remember reading something not that long ago about um, when you're walking into a, into a room and like just how to demand confidence, mm-hmm. and it was, I feel like we've all done this at some point or another, where you walk into a room, you don't know anyone there, you don't know what you're walking into, so your first instinct is to like look at your phone. Yes, yeah, to pick up your phone, maybe even pretend you're on a fucking phone call. You look at like you don't because you're uncomfortable. You don't know who's in that setting, like. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let me see, like, I have something going on. That's why I'm not, like, Mm -hmm. you know? But I remember seeing something, and it was, like, a way to, I feel like, maybe combat that energy that you feel when you Mm -hmm. walk into a room and you don't know, like, who's there. Yeah, like, who to go to, whatever, is you want to do the exact fucking opposite of -hmm. of that, where Mm -hmm. it's, like, you know, like kind of distracting yourself or whatever. It's like you walk into the room, stop and look at like damn near everyone. Yeah. Just like assess the whole situation, figure out where you want to go and then move. Yeah. Like that, that just immediately like sets off all the confidence in the room. It's like you, you are confident with who you are. Like you want to establish where you want to be. You're like scoping out the whole room. It's just everything yeah. that I want to be. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like it's really mainly just walking. Like I walk into any room with my head held high. Like I don't but think I really look at anyone, I but like I it's might such an scan easy the thing room to not, but like, I, I think, think I of. won't look at anything. I feel like sometimes I just won't look at anything and I'll just be like, I'm in my own lane. Like I don't yeah. care what's to the right. I don't care what's to, what's to the left. I don't care who's looking at me. Like I walk in with my health, head held high every single time. And that's just how I've been like, and that doesn't mean like I, no one is 100% confident. I don't care what anyone says. Right. We, we've seen interviews of Rihanna like, <laughs> fake it till you fake make it. Fake it till you make it. Fake yeah. it till you make it. You don't feel hot. Fake it till you make it. That's and right. that's it. Like, these are performers that tell you, like, they get jitters before they go on stage. Like, no one mm-hmm. is 100% confident, but it really is fake it till you make it. And that's just what I live by. Because, I mean, I'm not 100% confident all the time. It just could be my hair. I'm not having a good hair day. Like, I'm not feeling a 10 out of 10 today. I'm feeling mm-hmm. like an 8 out of 10. But I also just, I mean, everyone has their, again, like, their own sauce. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I was just raised, like, taught all the time, like, if you don't need to be, like, you're really the shit when you walk into a room and you're not the loudest. Like, you're quiet. Yeah. And people still notice you. Like, that's when you know, like, you're you're something important. Like, you can't, yeah. teach, there, you can't yeah. teach charisma. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, if you're the loudest, I feel like that screams insecurity. And Easily. I always just live my life by that. Like, I just hate that. So I just sit there, you know, you just, you 
revel in your your beauty. You're like, whatever. Like, I'm just chilling. Don't worry about anyone else. And that's just how I am. So that do is you, you. That is you. Yeah, that is you. It might bother a lot. Of, I feel like I get a lot of backlash, like, oh, like, she's stuck up or she's bitch or whatever. But I'm, I'm really not. I'm just, like, really in my own lane. Like, I yeah. don't care You're about what's going on. You're comfortable in your own on. skin. Like, it's just, yes. like, I'm not a hater. I, like, give compliments when they're due. And I just uplift everyone. It's just. Do you feel like there. because of. Again, like not trying to get sidetracked, but because of the we're hella sidetracked, super sidetracked. But whatever, <laughs> I'm trying problems. to just we sorry, sorry. bring it back to something. <laughs> Do you feel like because you were in all the activities you did younger, or even certain interests mm-hmm. you had, that it kind of cultivated? Your personality, or was it just something I mean, to do when there was nothing to maybe do? Maybe cheer, because I, I think a big thing they taught you is obviously because there's a really big misconception with cheer that it's just, you know, doing cheers and going to games, and there's no, it's not a sport, which used to drive me crazy, but it is. It's heavy lifting. It's, mm. it's a lot. But our coach used to say, "Don't worry about the outside noise. They're gonna talk shit. They're gonna hate." But the fact that you make this sport that's very hard look easy and you mm-hmm. look pretty while doing it. You have makeup, your hair's done, and you're making it look so easy that people are saying that it's not a sport. Let that fuel you mm-hmm. to know, like, no, I'm doing something really hard, but I'm looking good while doing it. So yeah. it was very much mm-hmm. like kill the outside noise and do you. And also in, like, our tier, we were a very bad team. It was, like, known in Westchester we were, like, a horrible team. We got new coaches, and we proved ourselves, like, even though we got third place and everything, we were getting nothing, which third place is like New Rochelle was the best. Yeah. yeah. And I think Somers was like a killer too. But the fact that we got third place from never scoring anything, it was like we worked so hard. Like, yeah. We, mm-hmm. You know? So I think it was just very much like just kill the outside noise and know that like you started from the bottom and wherever you came up is like something to be proud of regardless. So, Definitely. Yeah. You know? And it was sure. just also like, I don't know, we were made fun of a lot in our high school, just like very. Cheer is very looked down upon. It's just not taken seriously. Mm-hmm. But I was serious about it, and our whole team was serious about it. So it was very much just block the outside noise and do you. And I, I think it did give me a lot of confidence, and it just put me in a lot of situations. It's, it's a sport. You're being stared at. You're being judged for having to do your stunts, having to look good while doing it. Your hair has to be perfect. Your makeup yeah. has to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect. Everything. So it was just – it just made me not Shit. give a fuck. Like, yeah. honestly, and in my older age, I, I regret actually caring as much as I did because it's like, it doesn't even matter. Like, I try to tell my little sisters, my little sister Isabella just got onto the cheerleading team. And Shout she out to Isabella. Izzy, and she just called me. Isabella. I know. She, like, called me and, like, pretended that she didn't get on the team. And she was like, I just wanted to be like you, D, my big sister. Aww. And it made me so sad. But then she was like, psych, like, I got on it. And I was like, oh, you little shit. Congratulations, like, boo. Yeah. You yeah. made, made the team. Yeah, and she's very much, like, I see a lot of myself, and she's very Aww. shy and whatever. So I hope that it gives her that confidence and leg up where that's she so can cute. be, like, I don't give a fuck. And at the end of the day, yeah. that's I, I think that's all you need to like. Absolutely. Not give a fuck. And not for nothing, yeah. I can tell you right now, you being her older sister, like she's gonna have that. She's like, gonna follow it, that. Yeah, yeah, like she's gonna have it. She's gonna yeah. she's gonna get it from the hand me down sweaters. Like <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like she's gonna get that. You don't gotta worry about it. Freaking okay, but wait, aside from the cheerleading, any other okay, let me wait, hold on. So like for me, sorry, I'll just say with me. Like I did I did ballet. I did acting. I did gymnastics, uh, chorus. Um, damn, I feel like I did a bunch of shit. Yeah. Too, I forgot. 
Yeah. Chorus. Too. Yeah, I feel like I, I did. I feel like everyone has done chorus at I one point. I got quite a chorus. Yeah. It, chorus in middle <laughs> yeah. school. Yeah. I got kicked out of chorus for no. being late too many times. Aww. I had a solo. I was hyped. Oh, no. Lit. Yeah. No, I was, I was in it. I was like, I was involved. I had a solo. It was great. It was great. Um, I loved it. And then I went to I went to middle school in the Bronx. So I remember like for that for that performance, aside from I remember doing a talent show one year. We did um Conceited by Remy Ma. Oh, <laughs> that was so I'm conceited. I got a reason and I look too good to be women. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that show was middle that's, school. I still bump that shit. That's that middle school funny. in the Bronx. For yeah. You. you get to pick the songs you wanna dance to. That and was, I don't I don't know why they let us do that. That was just a talent show. It like, was. We had free range to do whatever the <laughs> fuck we wanted. Okay, so what have you done that, like, you wish you were good at, but it didn't stick? So, I can, gymnastics? I can you. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Yo, I will bust it open right now. <laughs> Not bust it open. I will bust it open right over here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, until this day, I am... Pushing 30, not there yet. But All right. So, but this isn't about you. <laughs> this is that that moment wasn't about you. <laughs> Don't say 30. This was about me. Not Continue. there yet. Not there yet. So but I can still do a round off with one hand. If Angelo, if you want to go handheld on us, I will do it. I will do it. We can record it. We'll insert it later. I will do it. All not right? handheld. One hand. <laughs> Angelo, have you time to go handheld? <laughs> this floor will get held by my hand. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, but uh, yeah, no. I think gymnastics can definitely be in- incorporated into my adult life. Um, no, weird though. I do think a lot of the stuff that I did when I was younger, gymnastics involved. Definitely passed on to my like adult years. I think mm. I'm still very um, bendy. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I'm still re- very bendy <laughs> and um, bendy. <laughs> no, yeah, I I think I'm very flexible, which I love. I think it's very important to be able to do that. Yes, to- it is. <laughs> you know? which I love um, right. and I think overall not for nothing but just all jokes aside like I love that gymnastics became a part of my fitness journey especially as an adult I recently found myself having a conversation with my daughter Lana about the importance of being fit as an adult especially yeah. specifically as a parent and just giving her examples as to why that is necessary, despite how whatever y'all want to come for me, dramatic or whatever. But I think it's important to instill in her that when the time comes that she's a parent, I think it's important for her to find her health um, important for your child. Absolutely. So I was giving her examples like, God forbid you're in a situation where like I need to like rescue you. There's, and it's just shit like that. Like, I remember seeing that also, like, online. Where I feel like we're exposed to so much shit where it was just a situation where... I can't remember specifically, so don't assassinate me on this one. But it was a situation where, like, you know, a parent 
Damn, I almost don't want to, I don't want to, like, even, like, rephrase this because I don't remember enough about it. But it was, mm-hmm. like, a situation where basically, like, a parent couldn't be there for their child because they weren't physically able to. Oof. Yeah, where it was, like, I, I really do not remember the circumstances that this conversation arose from. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, just hypothetically, like, if you are a parent and you're in your home and your home is, like, burning to the ground and your child is... What like you have to be able to carry your child out of that home now, but you're not in, you're not physically able to. Like you cannot help yourself, let alone your own child. That really frightens me. Yeah, kind of crazy though. Like you're to think that, about to think about you're it like that. that out of shape, that adrenaline doesn't kick in enough for you to be yeah. able to save your kid. Like you're that right? out of shape. That's kind of yeah. crazy. You like, hear about stories like people lifting up cars and just doing, I can't, like, yo, shit. I love that you kid. No, like, I love that, that you said that because the whole adrenaline thing is so real because I remember... You hear about, like, moms that, like, pull cars up off yeah. their kids. No, seriously. So, oh, my God. Maybe it's, like, a thing with me. I don't know. Maybe I should never get a car. But... You have to be able to lift insane. your kids up. You so got to pick them up and so run with them. Here's the thing. In... 2018, we got into a really bad car accident. Someone hit. I was the passenger. My daughter was in the back seat. Somebody else was driving. Um, our car got hit, and this was like off the Deegan. So you know, when you're getting onto the Deegan, there's nothing but that brick wall. We bounced from one brick wall to the next brick wall, and all I can. Well, my sister was in the car also. I remember. All the airbags deployed. I'm freaking out. All I'm like screaming is her name just so I can hear something. I like the way I just kicked the door open because mind you, I couldn't open the door at all. I like kicked the shit out of it, ripped the door open. Like I ripped it off the fucking hinge and then just took her out. Like looking at it now, I'm like, there's no way. How did I have the strength to do that? How did I do that? (laughs) How did I do that? It's incredible. Adrenaline. Yo, but that shit is real. And then even in my last car accident, oh, my God, this is like a thing. (laughs) Where I went to visit you? Yes. I couldn't get out from, I was driving. I hit something on the highway, swerved, hit the guardrail, everything, just. And then, like, I was freaking out. I couldn't get out because, like, you're panicking. The door's not opening. Car's not doing what it should. Like, you're just legit stuck. And you know when you're, um... You know when you're pulling your seatbelt and it gets stuck like yeah, that? It gets it got locked. So I'm freaking out because I had nothing to rip the seatbelt open. So I'm just like panicking and whatever. I just immediately just kicked the shit out of the door, pushed it out, went to the side to just get off the side of the highway. With the wait, but you're still locked in? Yeah. No, but I was able to get out. But like I had to just chill for like half a second. Oh, to, so it would undo. Yeah. But I'm like, what a fucking inconvenient time for that shit to just lock. But whatever. Got out. Like, I'm already freaking out. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> Let me go. I'm a fucking hug right now. <laughs> Dead ass. And then, like, I want to say not even two minutes later, another car just rammed the shit out of mine and it went flying. And that was the picture that I got. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Long story short, adrenaline is fucking real. Um, for real, like, I don't have kids. My little sisters, like, if we're in a situation and all I can do is grab you by your fucking hair, like, I am sorry. Like, yeah. I am dragging you by your yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. coming with me. Like. But, again, like, what you said, I feel like, I don't think it's emphasized enough in school where um, being physically fit and 
mentally, emotionally, and even like just what you eat. Nobody oh. emphasizes the importance of nutrition and staying fit, meaning like not even knowing that this plays such a major part in our adult life. We just go to like health class and gym class. Like, oh. okay, yeah, let me just whatever. Girl, but I don't, think they even don't get me started in health class. Like, I think health class, my health class was mainly about not getting STDs. Yeah, besides, it wasn't even about nutrition. But no, I, exactly. But working out and mental health go hand in hand. I just want to give a special shout out to Legally Highest because I've been killing these new raspberry acai I keep calling them thick seltzers <laughs> I know I was like you said the THC part wow I know no I was hooked I was hooked on the lime one for so long but this one is I don't know I don't know why but this one really got me in a chokehold so thank you guys yes 60 calories please go on the website uh www.legallyhighest.com and apply the discount poly 20 uh yeah the, uh Apply the discount code POLY20. Um, and yeah, just enjoy. 